no, actually, the school song was Shout to the Lord by Darlene, like Hillsong. Yeah. So yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, that was, you should have heard that a bunch of like 16 year olds singing it in monotone. You <laughs> can kill a great song. Actually, actually, true. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 115 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is a place where we talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in church culture. And isn't there a lot of that? Today, this episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source for Christian music news, reviews and interviews, especially independent artists, which we love, which brings me to today's artist. They are Rock City Worship, a new worship band from Columbus, Ohio. Yes, you're correct. It's another worship band. These guys are cool. They're dynamic. They are powerful. They have a youthful sound, but this isn't just for youth. This is a reflection of a growing church, a growing community. So Rock City Church is a really fast-growing multi-site church in Columbus, Ohio. And essentially what they've done is they've brought together their pastors, songwriters, worship leaders, and said, what music does our church want and need? What is the vision God has for us? And how can we share it? They've started by ultimately creating their own songs. And earlier this year, they dropped their debut full-length album, Glory Fills This Room. Now, Glory Fills This Room is... A fun album purely because it it uses beats and electronic sounds but it is so bible centered and that's not to say it's an either or but this group are so committed to having their music and their lyrics scripturally based so I had a great time chatting with a couple of their members about what it actually means to write scripturally based worship music like how do you do that while making it I don't know, like, how do you do that so it's appealing to this generation? What does it mean to take scriptural truths of the Bible and put them in words that make sense to people? I know that's a vast generalization, but knowing that at the moment, the music we listen to is so different to the hymns of old. That was like so, like, the theology of them was so, so embedded. It's like, how do you still grab that and communicate that today effectively with this new sound and the way that people relate to God? Well, these two tell me. I absolutely loved talking to Nathan and Jordan about that. So without further ado, you're about to jump into this interview with Nathan and Jordan of Rock City Music. For new friends, you're about to hear the who, what, when, where, why of Rock City Music, then we're going to jump straight into it and you will hear some of the music from Glory Fills This Room along the way. Enjoy. So musicians who make up Rock City Worship are relatively new to the world of Christian music. The collective of pastors, worship leaders, musicians and songwriters come from the multi-site church Rock City in Columbus, Ohio and they actually only dropped their first single in 2019. In doing so, they signaled a fresh wave of music from a young, diverse and spiritually empowered church. Now that debut single was titled Make A Way, and it is one of their most played tracks on Spotify to date with over 317,000 streams. The haughtingly stripped back ballad, which builds, is edged with electronic tones and signals that Rock City is made up of young worship leaders who were determined to make fresh, new, honest worship music for their community. 
Now, 2019 was a year of growth for Rock City Church, as it was also named the second fastest growing church in America by Outreach Magazine, no pressure. And this momentum continued with the release of multiple singles. The collective released their debut EP, Peace in Place, in 2021. And this included reimagined versions of singles like How Deep and Peace in Place, pointing people to the firm foundation of Christ amidst the second year of COVID-19. Now come 2022, and the team set their sights on releasing their first full-length album. The result is Glory Fills This Room, the title of a lead single and the name of the album, a collective of original worship songs which highlight Rock City's mission to write songs that have the word of God as their foundation and the glory of God as their aim. With tracks produced by Jacob Suter, Samuel Ash and Josh Holiday, the songs will appeal to people who gravitate towards bands like Young and Free and SAU Worship, and the dynamic tracks with memorable hooks and beats will capture a young, growing church. Songs like Wide Awake get people up and moving while they dwell in scriptural truths about God, while There Is Power pulls in the sounds of a choir to emphasise the fact that these songs were penned for a community intent on helping people to see God more clearly. Now, I spoke to team members Nathan and Jordan about the creation of Glory Fills This Room, and we discussed what it means to embed songs with scriptural truth. My friends, you will really love this emerging worship band from Columbus, Ohio, Meet Rock City Worship. Okay, Jordan and Nathan from Rock City Worship. Thank yes. you so much for joining me today. It's so nice to meet you guys. Yeah, it's so uh, awesome you. to be on with you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. So for people who have never heard of Rock City Worship, I'm going to go to Nathan first. Nathan, can you tell me who Rock City Worship is? I would love to. Yeah, so Rock City Worship is uh, the team of pastors, worship leaders, musicians, songwriters, uh, and we're really just passionate about pointing people to the glory of Christ. So uh, we do that by leading worship every single week at one of our locations in Columbus, Ohio, which is where we're at. That's where our church is. It's Rock City Church. Um, and uh, that, that applies to whether or not we're leading worship on the weekends or we're writing or recording original music. Uh, we just have one goal, and that's to help God's people see him more clearly and to worship him uh, more completely. And so that, that's what we want to do. Nice. And Nathan, how did you join Rock City Worship? Yeah, so my story um, goes back about five years ago. Um, so I was on staff at a church in another city uh, in Ohio as well. And I had started to feel called to something else, but I wasn't really sure what that thing was. And I was in Nashville actually with my um, wife. Um, Brooke and uh, I was scrolling uh, on Instagram actually, and I saw something uh, on Instagram from Rock City Church. And I was like, "What? What is this?" You know, and I and I kind of clicked on it. Um, and, and at first, I wasn't even paying a ton of attention to it. Um, you know, I, I kind of just forgot about it. But the next day, um, I felt like I needed to investigate a little bit more, like what this Rock City Church thing was. Um, and so I, I happened to see when I went back that they were looking for someone to bring our staff and worship. And I, I was like, oh, I do worship. <laughs> um, and so I prayed about it and I felt like I should reach out. And so I did. Um, and long story short, I ended up the next day having a two hour long conversation with our lead pastor, Pastor Chad. Um, and he told me about his heart for the city, his heart and vision for the worship ministry, uh, the way that he has a desire in his heart. The Lord has given him a desire to write and release original music through Rock City. And 
that's something that I'm also very passionate about. And so we just aligned on, on a lot of things and it was an incredible conversation. Went up to visit. Um, Columbus is, is where Rock City is and that's a little north of Cincinnati where I'm from. So I, I drove up, uh, spent a day with the team, got to know everyone and I uh, just fell in love. And uh, that was about five years ago, like I said, and been here just uh, serving the Lord in Columbus, Ohio ever since. So Love it. Very cool. Yeah. Now, Jordan, I know that you're also obviously a member of the team um, and you lead worship. You're part of sort of the youth ministry worship area. That's a very broad and not clear way of saying it. But can you tell me, can you tell, can you tell me about um, you and how you joined Rock City Worship? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started coming to Rock City around five years ago. So around the time that Nathan probably got there. And um, so my husband, my now husband, it was my boyfriend, he started attending Rock City and he was um, interning there. And I was going to school in Virginia. So at um, Liberty University. And so when I would come home, like during the summer, or whenever I could, I would serve at Rock City because um, Tom was there. And so um, that's kind of how I got to know about Rock City. And honestly, just like, hearing the heart of the church. I had never been a part of a church growing up that was so um, passionate about serving the Lord outside of the walls of the church. Um, And I always had known, like growing up, like it's so important to be um, telling people about Jesus and um, just seeking the lost, right? But I had never actually been in a church environment that that was so focused on that. And so that was like one thing that really drew me in um, to Rock City. And then um, once I joined the team, Nathan kind of invited me into the writing process, which was super cool. And then um, I was actually going to school for um, worship. And so that was like my heart and my desire. I um, was studying to become um, a worship leader and just work in the church and ministry. And so I graduated and then I came back and like um, they offered me a position um, in June of 2019. So then I joined the team and now I get to do, I get to be a part of youth worship, which is so fun. It's like my favorite thing to just see these um, just young worship leaders grow and just get better at um, what they do. And just seeing students lead other students in worship is just so incredible. And then um, I get to help write a little bit. I get to lead worship on the weekends. And it's just been really an amazing experience. There's no darkness you cannot light. No battle that you no waters you can't divide You're the God who holds all things There's no mountain you cannot move No valley you don't walk through Cause there's nothing you I like the fact that you both bizarrely joined around the same time. 
It's really, really yeah. cool. I love that. Yeah. Because um, it shows that you guys are on like the same page and have the same fresh vision for the church and the mission of the church. Mm. And it makes me really excited when I hear about you being like, it's like it's about mission outside the walls of the church. And you're yeah, like, yeah. and if the worship team's on that page, I'm like, that's powerful. Anyway, that was yeah. my own rant. I'm yeah, excited no, that's about great. that. That's <laughs> great. And I'll tell you what, can I add to that? Can I add to that? I think, uh, I think that just to see the way that God has orchestrated each and every person that we currently have on our worship team, because Jordan and I are just a small part of it. And to get to see right. um, the other worship pastors, the other worship leaders, um, songwriters, musicians that we have, and to see how they're so aligned with the vision that God has given um, our church, yes, but also this worship team um, is just incredible. And so he's orchestrated all of it. And so uh, all glory to him, but it, it's incredible just to be a part of it. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So I know that we'll talk about your upcoming album very soon, but I did want to ask what drives you as a team to create new music? Because we know that there is so much worship music out there, mm-hmm. but clearly your church has a really strong vision and calling for this. Yeah, that's a great question. So, so I believe personally um, that every local church uh, has a sound, right? So um, there's a sound for the Church of Columbus, Ohio. And Rock City just so happens to be, I believe, one of the churches that the Lord has allowed to um, help express that sound, right? And so what you're hearing when you listen to Rock City worship is the sound and voice of our local church. Um, And so I, as a worship pastor here, just want to be a good steward of the gifts that God's given us. um, And I want to use those gifts to bring glory to Him. And so uh, we record our songs, we write our songs for our people to the best of our ability. And it's really Mm -hmm. just an act of obedience obedience and worship. And we trust that God will use the music how he sees fit. You know, I would love to sit here and say, we have a sound for the global church. And, and I do believe that. But more than more than that, um, I, you know, it's not really about that for me. And, and I believe for us, it's really just about the sound of our local church, because we've been called first to serve the local church. And for us, that's Columbus, Ohio. Um, and so yes, an increased platform, if it comes, it comes, but that's not really what our goal is. Um, it's not at all what our goal is. Our goal is to bring God, uh, God glory um, by worshiping him. And so that's what we do. We write songs for our people. And if other people outside of our walls like those songs, then we're excited about that. But more than anything, we just want to write songs for Rock City in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. That's really cool. Jordan, can you tell me about, I think the album is called Glory Fills This Room. I know that's also, I think, like one of the lead singles because I was listening to it. It's Mm -hmm. great. Can you tell me about how this album came about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, originally, like we were thinking that this was going to be kind of a shorter collection of like a couple songs that were we'd just been trying out in our church that were really resonating with our people. But kind of as we started the recording process, um, it just became clear that like the Lord had just more for this album. There were just more songs. There were more things that um, mm-hmm. we didn't even, weren't even expecting. And so just as worship leaders, like our desire is to do more than just write good songs. Like our desire is to write songs that have the word of God as their foundation and the glory of God as their aim. And so as believers, we experienced both valley and mountaintop moments throughout our lives. And we just hope that this project, um, provides soundtracks to those moments that point people back to the truth of who God is yeah no I love that I love the idea of giving people soundtracks to those moments because God knows we need them so that's right right that's right so I know that I mean we're like two or three years into a pandemic now so nearly asking how does COVID affect this is nearly like nearly feels redundant because we're like we've just been doing this for a while now but did um 
did creating this as you sort of somewhat emerged out of, I don't know what it's looked like in, in Columbus, but lockdowns and COVID and things like that, has that impacted how you've created the album and the creative process itself? It, it really has, yeah. Um, and, and we can both share. Uh, so COVID um, here in Columbus, I know in Australia maybe it's been a little bit different. For us, um, we have been back in church for a, a minute. And, and I think in kind of the coming back to the gathering of God's people, um, we've seen a lot of really cool stories kind of emerge from that. And so um, we started the process for a lot of these songs and the writing of a lot of these songs within kind of the season of lockdown, right? And so we were isolated, we were alone, and, and you kind of see that reflected in some of the music. But then as the album goes on, and you hear some of the songs that were also written as victory songs, like being together as God's people, you hear that kind of triumphant tone as well. And so it's definitely affected the creative process for sure for the album. But more than anything, I think personally, it's probably impacted us each a little uniquely. Um, you, you know, it's not easy to be by ourselves, right? And we weren't intended to be by ourselves. We were intended to do life in community um, with other believers and fellowship with other believers. And so um, you're going to hear as you listen through this album, just stories uh in these songs of yes triumph but also hardship um and just having those moments where we trust that the lord is good even when we don't necessarily see it with our eyes right we have to know that in our heart because that's what his word says he's good and his plans for us if we're called by him are good and so we trust in that right yeah creator do you like creating fancy slideshows for church or maybe you're a videographer a podcaster like me maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs that is where soundstripe comes in the team at soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want it's a great way to support artists and create world-class content We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome.
Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com, and hit the shop button. Yeah, Jordan, what was your experience of creating and like creating worship through through lockdown and through COVID because it's been a really tough few years for everybody so what has it been like for you like choosing to create worship and glorifying God in that season yeah yeah no that's that's a really good question um I I remember like I think you're a couple months into like just not going into work and just me being like okay like I need to write, like, we got to like keep working on this. Like I need to, we need to be just creative in this season. Right. Cause we have all this time. And so just like sitting down with my guitar and like trying to figure out, okay, like, how are we going to, how do I like what, I don't know how to even explain kind of like what we're even going through. I feel, it feels like COVID just feels like it was like a blur. Like I was like, this is just such a oh, yeah. crazy thing. So, um, but I think just like, I think it's that, that daily decision, right. To like put the Lord first and like to die to ourselves and to just lay ourselves down and be like, okay, even though like we're going through these things, like Nathan was saying, like, I'm going to worship you anyways, cause you are good. And I know that you are God and it doesn't matter how I'm feeling or what the world is going through right now. Like uh, we're going to continue to worship cause that's what it's like to live a life of worship. So, um, I think that was the biggest thing for me. So, yeah, I love that. Um, uh, what really stood out for me when I got uh, the press release about the album was that you, your church ministry and your worship ministry really values songs being biblically based. And I know that sort of is like a, it goes without saying, but the fact that you stated it and that you were clearly so driven to be like, no, every single one of our songs is going to line up in this way, um, which I really respected because it doesn't necessarily put it doesn't put parameters on art. It can make it beautiful, but it does mean that you sort of have to go back to an alternate source, the Bible, every time and be like, wait a yeah. second, how's this stack up? Yeah. Um, so do you have a process for what it looks like to make sure your songs are biblically based or is it in terms of like is it based on a scripture and then going from there? Like what what does that look like? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And first of all, um, it's awesome that that stuck out to you. Um, for us, we see uh, in John 4 that uh, we're called to worship uh, the Lord in spirit and in truth, right? And as worship songwriters, uh, we have to be so well acquainted with the truth that it, it's just, it, it, it kind of just uh, pours out of who we are. And so for us, what this means is it means being students of the word first. Um, so as a worship team, uh, we, we really do make a uh, concerted effort to not just, uh, you know, do our morning devotionals and kind of move on for us. Like we really want our lives to be completely built around the truth found in God's word. And what that means is diving into even some doctrinal truths and some things that might be a little outside of um, the ordinary for um, some, unfortunately, some believers. I believe it's important for all believers to, to know doctrine. Um 
but as a worship team, we do really try and um, make that a point. And so um, we're big Bible people at Rock City and um, the written word, it's our foundation for everything. And so um, there's a couple systems that, that help us stay on track with that. So obviously we're not relying just on our own interpretation of scripture. Um, you know, we, we are submitting our songs, our lyrics to, to wise counsel. We're blessed to have some amazing pastors on our church leadership team that love the word of God. Um, and they help us ensure that what we're writing is true and, and aligns. Um, but, but I will say like, as we become just better students of the word ourselves, our songs become that much more true. Right. And so we don't get to just push that responsibility off on, on the pastoral leadership team, as amazing as they are, we lean into them. But us as songwriters have a responsibility to write accurate biblical truths um, about who God is. Because like we said before, uh, our, our goal is to help God's people see him more clearly and to worship him more completely. And to do that, people need to know exactly who God is as illustrated in his word. So... scripture that this album was based on or is this a culmination of the last couple of years of your church life and the sound of your church yeah so each song um is based on a a passage or a you know a scripture I, i will say that this album in and of itself because of the way it came to be um it's not like we we had kind of this um, grand vision for an album and then kind of worked backwards from it, right? Like we kind of explained before, we've been leading these songs in our church and we've just been writing these songs for our church. And, and it kind of, for lack of a better way of putting it, like it kind of just stumbled into an album. Like we weren't intending on, on releasing an album. And so, and so for us, like, you know, I would love to sit here and say, man, like we sat down one day and the Lord just gave us, you know, the, this passage of scripture for the album as a whole. Um, but what we do, what we do believe, and what I believe is that each of these psalms um, has has biblical truth, and each of these psalms again speak to where our people are at, at at Rock City. Um, and so you're going to hear the sound of our church, and um, the title track "Glory Fills This Room." It's all about 
God's sovereignty. It's all about um, just how he holds all things in his hands, right? And we know that, but but oftentimes we don't talk about the fact that um, when we come to that understanding of who God is, of how big he is, that motivates just proper worship. And so um, the entire bridge of that song is just all about how when we understand truly who God is, then his glory just is all around us. We see him within the walls of the church and we also see him through creation. Um, and so we... That, that, that's what that song's about. So, you know, that is the title track. So so if there was a song that kind of described the album, it would probably be <laughs> that one. But again, it wasn't a situation where we were like, oh man, like this is the, um, you know, the the point of, of the album as a whole. It was really just, man, this song has really been resonating in our church. Mm-hmm. And that kind of motivated us to, to name the album after it. No, that's perfect. I love that. Um, what happens, I mean, you guys are both songwriters, so I imagine you've probably co-written some of these songs with the rest of your team. Um, mm-hmm. What happens if you disagree on an interpretation of scripture or yeah. even even if it comes to a point of being like, I want to express it a different way. Like I don't feel good about this, this expression of that. How do you navigate that as a team? Sure, yeah. Um, so if, if I could, there is a quote that I love um, by St. Augustine, um, and uh, he said, uh, in essentials, we have unity, and non-essentials, we have liberty, but in all things, we have charity. Um, and, and I think that, that really applies to um, those kinds of debates, because there are the essential doctrines of Christianity that, that are non-negotiable, at least for us as, as a worship team, right? So the Trinity, um, you know, the, the fact that, that Jesus is the only way to the Father, um, those are kind of the core issues. But then there are some, some things that are a little outside of those essentials, like, you know, some churches speak in tongues, some don't. And, and so you, you kind of see like, in our songwriting, our songwriting is going to more, you know, closely affect our church or uh, reflect our church culture. Um, and so our church is a, a spirit filled church. And so you'll see some of that written in our songs and, and those people that have, you know, kind of aligned themselves within our songwriting group and, and within our worship team, we're all pretty aligned in those things. So it is rare um, that we have any major disagreements on interpretation, but when, and if we do, um, again, it, it's really just going back to that quote, like we want to discuss those things prayerfully, um, in love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also seek wise counsel, you know, outside of even our group. And so that's where, again, we submit those things to our pastoral leadership team. And, um, we, we try to navigate, navigate those issues on a case by case basis while they are rare. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. they're my set questions apart from the quick ones, but is there anything I've missed or anything about the album or your church that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, well, I, I, Jordan, feel free to to jump in at any time. I don't yeah, know if you yeah. have anything to add to, to this. Um, but is there anything that you go first? Is there anything that you would like to uh, talk about, Jordan, specifically regarding the church or the album? Um, I think just something that's been cool to see happen in our church is we've been praying that God would just like reveal Himself in more tangible ways for our um, in our church, and we just been seeing that happen and so I think it's cool to like have these songs that are kind of like they're they're kind of showing that journey that I think our church is taking on on just like the like God is real like we're not we're not trying to like kind of be a church that like goes through the motions and is just showing up on Sunday to worship but we're living a life of worship and we're experiencing his presence and I I'm I think what we hope for the album is that people would see that and that they would as like experience God in those ways um yeah yeah. 
Yeah, and going back to even the album as a whole, you know, we talked about the title track, Glory Fills This Room. I just realized I didn't even share the the verse that that song comes from when we were talking about it, but it actually comes from Colossians 1, and it's uh, verses 16 and 17. And and what that says is, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, uh, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Um, and that, that is, you know, the heart cry of the album as a whole is just, you know, God is the sustainer of life, right? He's the giver of life and the sustainer of life. And, um, we exist to glorify him, um, you know, beyond just being a worship team, right? Like we are his creation. And so everywhere that we walk, everywhere that we go, um, our lives as believers should glorify God and point back to him. And so, um, that, that is the heart cry of the album. And that comes from uh, Colossians one. So how can I be silent when you spoke life in me how can I ignore you if you and you're calling me been so fun i love this i i love hearing what you guys have created and your passion for it and that this reflects your church it makes me so excited Mm -hmm. even some random person from australia it's really exciting just like we're a local church worship team so like for us to even do a podcast interview is is wild for us and so it's just fun to see kind of like thing after thing that the lord just keeps kind of bringing our way and so we're not professionals at this by any means doing great you're faking it really well trying to do the best that we can with what the lord's given us and um, we're having a blast doing that so <laughs> thanks for your time today <laughs> of course yeah, thank okay. you yeah. so much oh, i have i've yeah. got some really random quick questions great yeah that i want to yeah. throw at you now you can answer them separately or take turns whatever you prefer okay, okay. Cool. What is your favorite classic worship song? Ooh, oh, I can go. Jordan, you want to I go first? Go. Yeah. Okay. I feel like anything off of like Michael W. Smith's worship album from like 2001, like I, <laughs> yeah. my oh, parents, yeah. like, yeah, over and over. Like that's all we listened to in the car when I was a kid. So like <laughs> we were like forever and this is the air I breathe, like all those songs. Oh my gosh. They're just close to my heart. So <laughs> our childhood was the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> What about yeah. you, what man? About you? Uh, in Christ alone, yeah. So, oh I, I yeah, remember that song. Yeah, yeah. But it, uh, that song has just always been something that I go back to, and there's a billion different versions of it. But uh, I like all of them. <laughs> Even <laughs> it doesn't matter who sings it. Like you could be a horrible singer and sing that song, 
and I wouldn't care just because the lyrics are so true and so powerful. So that's how good of a song that is to me. <laughs> I love that. I was definitely part of a choir at school and we definitely sang that song to death. So, yes, yes I hear that. Yeah. I love it. My, my school hit, no, actually the school song was Shout to the Lord by Darlene, like Hillsong. Yeah. So yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, that was, you should have heard that a bunch of like 16-year-olds singing it in monotone. It can kill a great song. Actually, actually true. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, Okay, what is the funniest or most embarrassing moment that has happened to you guys when you're leading worship that you want to share with the world? Yeah, yeah, the the most public ones. Um, Yeah, no, I've got a great one for this actually. Uh, So when I was um, younger. Uh, like I said, I, I was on staff at, at another church uh, before Rock City, and and I, uh, one Sunday I was leading worship, and it was actually a like really intimate worship set, right? So like we had kind of this prayer time, and um, we had like the pads going, and everything was super super kind of intimate. And randomly in the middle of this uh, moment of the set where everything is kind of down, and, and like you can hear literally a pin drop. I get the urge to sneeze (laughs) like so bad. And like, it's not even a sneeze. Like a lot of times, you know, you can kind of just turn away and like, maybe like hold your nose or something. You don't have to sneeze. Right. It goes away. No, like this would not go away. And so I I was fighting this sneeze the whole time. And to make it worse, I was also going to be the one that was setting up communion after this moment. And so, (laughs) yeah. So, so I was like gearing up to set up communion and had this sneeze. and, and, And I started kind of playing these, these, games in my head where I was like, man, um, if I sneeze, like this is just going to pull everyone out. Like I'm going to sneeze and everyone's going to instantly be pulled out of the Holy Spirit. Cause right. Cause he depends on my sneeze. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does yeah, that right. and keyboard pads. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yes. exactly. It was like a classic. So anyway, long story short, uh, I learned something in that moment because I did sneeze. I sneezed very loud and I tried to hold it. So I sneezed like four times, not just like one time. Cause you know what happens when you try to hold a sneeze. Um, and it, it really humbled me, but but more than that, um, it just taught me, you know what? Like the atmosphere is the atmosphere, but God's in control. And if I sneeze during a pad, I sneeze during a pad. And and since then, I I try to sneeze during worship sets. Like it's just something that I do because I believe from that experience that it just has taught it that taught me that sneezes help the worship set. So clearly, no, the spirit moves when you sneeze. I'm not arguing with this fact. Anyway, no, that's mine. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you got one, Jordan. Um, um, yeah, I think I have one. So for Christmas, um, this last Christmas, we do like a Christmas recording so that we have something to give our other campuses in case the live stream goes down or whatever. So we like pack the room out for the Christmas recording and like we start, everything's going great. You know, we're getting through the songs and I like look over to my friend Tanisha and she just looks like she's panicking. And I'm like, look at her. I'm like, I'm like trying to like subtly be like, okay, is like, is it your pack? Is it your ears? Is it your microphone? Like, is it off or whatever? She's like, and finally we figure out like her mic's not working. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to get her a working mic. And so I'm like trying to like, like help her out, whatever. And so I give her my microphone, like right before she's about to lead her song. And then I completely forget that I have to sing right after her. So then Throughout her entire song, I'm looking at the Kayam who's standing next to me, and I'm like, give me your mic, like, give it to me. <laughs> so, and I'm like looking at our MD, like Tom, my husband, and I'm like, hey, can you tell like the sound guy that um, I have Kayam's mic, mic four? Like, I'm like, I feel like I probably look crazy, and I'm trying to be so subtle, but we like, it, every, it ended up working out and it was fine, but like, we were looking back at the footage, and I was like, oh man, like, you can probably tell that we and Cindy share just trying to have a conversation through this entire song. <laughs> 
it's like deep, peaceful, meaningful moment about the nativity, and you're just like, I'm a mic for, I'm a mic for. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, uh, it's funny now, but it was a little stressful in the moment. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Church worship, beautiful, but yes. always stressful, especially Christmas. <laughs> yes. It's like, yes grueling in the best way (laughs) yes exactly Um, my last question for you both if you could go back to the day before like we were sort of locked down from COVID or everything was sort of like oh crap like life is stopping for a bit what do we do what advice would you give yourself telling like knowing what you know now yeah oh okay yeah I'll go um I think for me it was like don't forsake like the local church Like, I don't think I had ever, like, really realized how important it was for my, like, faith and my walk, like, with the Lord, like, being in church and being around believers. And, um, like, so we went back to church in, I think, November of 2020. And so by the time that Easter rolled around, like, our people were, like, slowly coming back. But Easter Sunday was, like, it it was starting to really feel like it used to, like, and, like, even better, honestly. And we were singing on Easter, Glory Fills This Room, and just hearing our church sing it and hearing our team sing it, I was just, like, overwhelmed. I was, like, I need, like, I need this, like, in my life. I need, like, this. I was just built up in my faith and encouraged. Like, it, it was crazy. And so now I'm, like, guys, you need to come back to church. Like, like, that was just, like, my, that was, like, my, um, that's just what I was telling everybody. Cause I was like, wow, like we, I don't, it, it's so much harder to do everything alone, you know? And it's, it's just, it's just such a gift. And I don't think people understand like what a gift the local church is and being around other believers. So yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. And uh, mine might be a little bit more practical, but uh, <laughs> buy toilet paper. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I had, no, uh, if, if I had, I, I would be rich right now because you know, it was going for, for crazy, for crazy prices on, on the black market, but oh my um, no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I think for me in all seriousness, uh, it would be, uh, don't waste this time. Um, because on the flip side, I, I do think there was um, aside from not being able to gather as the church, I, I believe that there was um, kind of a pause and a rest that we were forced to take, at least at first, mm-hmm. right? Now everyone's like, all right, well, give me back to regular life. But I think for that first, <laughs> those first few months or, you know, even weeks, it was like, man, like how fast paced do we live? Especially here in the United States, like, and, and I'm sure it's the same in Australia. It's um, like one thing after another, you know, there's, there's no margin in our lives yeah. at all. Um, and so it, it just kind of taught me through, you know, through that season that maybe it's okay to rest, right? Like maybe we're actually instructed to have a Sabbath, you know, like yeah. maybe, maybe we're actually supposed to, and, and, and I was, um, kind of coming to that realization and I wish I would have taken advantage of the time that we had, um, sooner. And so I would have told myself, man, don't waste the time that you're about to have. Um, because you know, real life is going to come back and it's going to come back fast. So my faith to speak to the storm won't even come as a breath pull me in show me you have not left me oh lord be my strength and rest oh oh. i find peace in this place Sounding your love 
There you go. That was Rock City Worship. Thank you so much, Nathan and Jordan. You guys were so fun. You have such energy. I love chatting with you. It was so refreshing and it felt like I could like walk into your church or church campuses and see you and just be like, hey, friends. That's really cool. Thank you both so much. And um, thank you to the team at Rock City Worship for setting this up, for hustling to make it happen. It's very appreciated. And I'm really excited for what's ahead of you. Friends, you can go and connect right now with Rock City Worship at Rock City Worship. You'll also find them online at rockcitychurch.tv. There will be a link there to worship. Now, you can also go and pick up their latest album, Glory Fills This Room, on all good streaming platforms. Go stream it, go buy it, go love it, and go tell this team on Instagram how much you enjoyed hearing from them, what you learned from it. If you're a part of a worship team at your church, you're a songwriter, I would love your feedback. Like, how do you take the Bible and put it into modern worship songs? And even if you're not a worship musician, how do you take, like, the truths about your faith or what you know to be true about God and put them into, like, a story that is that is true of your experience of God? I know, I just... I'm constantly in awe of musicians about how they take something foundational like the word of God and it's nearly like they don't translate it, but they give us a new fresh take on it, like what David did with the Psalms. Um, and I think that's something really cool. I also think it's very bold, and I say this with the best way possible, it's very bold for Rock City Worship to be like, in this market, we are going to release our own music for our people, no matter what that looks like, no matter what success we do or don't have. We know that's a bold move at the moment. There are a bazillion and one churches creating their own bands and creating their own music at the moment. And that's awesome. We should celebrate that because the vast majority of them aren't doing it for accolades. They're doing it because they are passionate about what God has called their local church to. And that's what Rock City Worship are doing. They are creating a sound for their city um, and they're doing it really collaboratively. And I think that's something we should celebrate. So all that to say is go connect with Rock City Worship, go listen to Glory Fill This Room and be inspired. And now that is all I have for this episode. We do have an episode coming up very shortly with Thomas Muglia, who is a wonderful worship artist who has such an interesting story. He auditioned for American Idol. He got cut at the Hollywood 100 round and somewhere between there and now he sort of revisited or, or realigned his faith it became really personal to him um, he's a part of the catholic church and he sort of got signed to this catholic publishing label um, and ha has now just released his second album so i talked to thomas he's 23 all about his journey about how his faith became personal to him um, and what it actually means to, cre to create really honest, raw songs. I'm looking forward to this interview. It is through our friends at jesuswide.com. So there's also going to be a video to accompany it. And I would love you to press subscribe so that as soon as that drops, you hear it. In the meantime, please also go follow us on Instagram and social media. We are at Between You Me Pod. That's all I have to say, my friends. I will see you soon for our next episode. Until then, here's to hope. I wanna be so monumental. A 
name